Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So listen, as I was reflecting on our learning about the topic of prayer, I wanted to actually clarify the goal of why we talk about this or anything. See, while I personally happen to not only access but also believe deeply in the purpose and efficacy of prayer, my goal is not to convince you to start praying three times a day. But rather, the value in these ideas could be to get someone, for example, who goes through the motions but hasn't found meaning in them, to perhaps see the whole process differently and bring their prayer to life. Or it could be for those who look at people who do pray and think, boy, that's weird, to at least now appreciate or understand why people do it. Or it could be for those who go for the high holidays, although maybe not this year, and say they don't connect or see it as silly, now they might have an appreciation for it because of a new perspective. And also, to be honest, we never know when in life we might be moved to pray. And for that moment, I would love to have given you perspective, permission, and strength to engage in prayer. So today, let's explore yet another facet of prayer, one that actually seems to be counterintuitive or even seen as a crutch, weakness, or flaw. But if we use the correct framing, it could change the entire situation. At its core, prayer is seen as communication with God. Yes, God is always around us here, there, and everywhere. That's where he can be found. But we aren't always aware of and thus in communication with God. And therefore, a relationship can't develop. Just like us, we could be with others in our house or even at the same table. But if we're focused on something else, it is as if the other person isn't there and there is no connection or relationship developed. Interestingly, while prayer is always seen as a good thing, since it's about building a connection with God through communication, sharing what's really going on in our lives and our minds for the purpose of us reflecting, the majority of our sages believe it still to be a rabbinic obligation, meaning biblically, God did not command us to pray every day, perhaps aside from the Shema, which is more of a declaration of belief. The rabbis just say it's a good thing. By way of analogy, it might not be mandated that I must talk to my wife Shira every day. But if I had a good rabbi give me pre-marriage classes, it would be wise of them to advise me that I should not let a day go by without talking to her. It's just good for our relationship. However, the Ramban, Nachmanides, says that this is true except for when people are facing really big difficulties and challenges, what's called an ace tsara, a time of pain, which could be health-related, about making a living, could be for a spouse, a child, or any really painful challenge a person is facing. In that situation he holds, it, it becomes a biblical commandment that one must pray. Interesting, except it seems like there are a lot of problems with this. Firstly, doesn't this just smell of the... There ain't no atheist in a foxhole line, which, to be honest, I've always seen. I think we all have as a weakness. Seems like such a fair weather friend, someone who doesn't reach out or talk to me unless they need something from me. Who likes a friend like that? And why would God honor that type of reach out? Furthermore, isn't that just saying, nah, I don't really believe in you, but might as well cover all possible options. So sure, I'll give some charity and show up to shul and say a few prayers. Couldn't hurt. And even if I don't believe in it, you never know. This whole thing just seems wrong, and the Ramban says this is a biblical obligation. Yet at the same time, so many people, when they face difficulty, do in fact try prayer, or at the very least reach out to a rabbi like me and say, hey rabbi, so-and-so is sick, can you please keep them in your prayers? And of course I do. In fact, some of the really special people who I know and don't know who listen to this podcast have actually done that over the past 213 days. Ever wonder how I view that? Or how God views that? Well, in Judaism, we always try to see the good intention that a person might have deep down. And furthermore, as we said before, if you have the right definition, it could all make sense. 
So let's go back to the two models of defining prayer. If we're using the begging model, it is weird to have to pray when things are bad. In fact, it's like saying, I don't really ever talk to you, God, but I'm desperate now. So please, please, please. And if I ask enough, maybe his ego will give way and he'll grant me my wish. It just seems so childish. In fact, ludicrous. But what if we use the definition as introspection to a God that is all possible, knowing and loving? All this God wants is a relationship with us. After all, like I've said in several podcasts over the months, I think even all the way back in podcast five, God sees us as his partner and wants the best for us and to work with us. But he can only do that if we bring him into the equation. And if God wants what is best for us, he will be there for us if we're all in. So then what happens in times of challenges? Doesn't God feel used if we only turn to him in tough times? No, says the Ramban. That's not the case. Why not? Because it's entirely possible that the reason for an intention in reaching out to God is not, hey, nothing to lose, but rather more like, hey God, I know we haven't been in touch much and I have work to do on that. But as I face a challenge in life and have reached rock bottom, I look around and realize that if there is one being that will never give up on me, that can truly affect a positive change, and who, if I bring him into the situation and also clarify my relationship with him and my purpose in life, can get me through this. It's like a parent who might lose their connection with a kid, God forbid, and never hear from them. But if that child hits rock bottom, is truly in trouble, and realizes that his entire future is bleak, but maintains hope that his parents still will have him back, the act of remembering his parents and truly realizing that they are and were always there for them, that is a powerful moment of trust and connection, the reestablishment of a connection and relationship. What parent or loving God wouldn't get involved? And I think people recognize that but are afraid to do it on their own. And that's why I believe many people turn to me and ask me to turn to Hashem to Daven. But I'll let you on a little secret. Not only have people I know who are listening seen prayer work, but it's also something that doesn't require a rabbi. It's in your heart and mouth to engage in that conversation as well, if not even more so than a rabbi. God always waits for you to turn to him, although I'll always join in to help as well. May we only have good things to speak to God about, but remember that in times of challenges, not only am I there to help if I can, but more importantly, your partner is. All you have to do is reach out to him. And on that note, have an awesome night. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.